Hoffaday, and welcome to a new episode of Live Till 5. It's 3.04 p.m. on this Friday, October 27th. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin, here with you from 3 to 5 p.m. live in studio every Friday afternoon. Broadcasting high top the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio, 88.1 FM, KHMG. This is episode 237. Been doing this show now for 237 episodes. Hardly missed a week. Maybe a random once or twice, maybe in the last year or two, due to holidays or sicknesses or something like that. But for the most part, we're here with you every week, 3 to 5 p.m., and glad to be with you. It's a lot of fun. We hope to entertain you a little bit. We also hope to encourage you a little bit, and we expect to inform you and educate you as well. So the show has a multifold purpose, and we hope that we are a blessing to you this afternoon. Harvest Family Radio has been around for over 21 and a half years, broadcasting beautiful Christian music and Bible-based programming 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And we're not just a radio ministry anymore. We're a media ministry. You know, you can listen to Harvest Family Radio anywhere in the world by going online and checking us out at khmg.org. khmg.org. It's our call sign.org. And you can listen to a live stream of this radio station wherever you're at. So you no longer need to have a radio in your possession. And we, we do that because we recognize that, hey, you know, you might be sitting at your desk you might be at, at work or at home and not near a radio, a traditional radio experience. And so we want to make sure that it's available to you. We also know a lot of people listen to podcasts. And so we turn this show, as well as many other programs that we produce here at Harvest Family Radio, into podcasts. So you can download them and listen to them at your leisure. Just go to khmg.org and look for our podcast tab there. And you can download This program and many other programs. And the fun part about that is you can listen to it at your convenience. If you ever miss part of the show, by the way, you can listen from noon to 2 on Saturdays or 7 to 9 p.m. Sunday nights right here on 88.1 FM. When we rebroadcast the show in its entirety. So catch us on the rebound Saturdays, noon to 2, Sundays from 7 to 9 p.m. But many of you are listening live right now, 3.07 p.m. on Friday, October 27th. Again, it's episode 237, and our theme today, cars and car repair. I was inspired about this theme this morning when I pulled out of my little street where we live, and I came upon a lady in a pickup truck having car trouble. And uh, basically, she was having car trouble, and she had an older lady sitting in the driver's seat trying to start it, and it wasn't turning over at all. So then a younger lady was trying to push the car, and I said, do you need any help? And they said, yes, please. So I went around behind the car to push it, and she goes, no, 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 come around front. So we started pushing the, the, the truck, the pickup truck, backwards down a hill. It was a, it was a slight hill, but it was enough to really get it going. And I think they were trying to... You know how you can pop the clutch and start an engine sometimes? They were trying to do it in reverse. Now, 
as I'm pushing the car, in my mind, I'm thinking, mechanically, I don't think you can start a vehicle rolling it backwards because I don't think the transmission will uh, make the engine turn over and create the compression you need or however that works. And so, but it's okay. So I started pushing, push, 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 got it rolling really fast down, backwards down the hill, nothing happened. So then the young lady goes, let's go push it up the hill. So uh, I was like, okay, I need the exercise anyway, is what I said to her. And so we went and we started pushing the pickup truck up the hill. It wasn't a real steep hill, but it was a hill. As I started to realize about 10 yards into pushing this thing, when the young lady dropped out because it was too hard. So then I was pushing the truck by myself. And then she yelled to the older lady in the seat, okay, pop it. And so the lady let off the clutch and the and the engine, of course, bogged down. And I kind of slammed into the back of the truck just a little bit, not, not too hard. And it didn't start. So then they went about kind of discussing uh, what might be wrong with the vehicle. The older lady inside's like, maybe you're out of gas. And the young lady's like, I'm not out of gas. And then the older lady's like, maybe your battery's dead. She's like, it's not my battery. And then she pops the hood. And then she comes around back where I'm standing. I'm still kind of lost. And uh, I'm just watching this whole thing unfold in front of me. And she grabs a maybe one of those three-pound mini sledgehammers out of the back of her truck, rusty head hammer with a wooden handle. And uh, she walks around front. And she whacks the starter really hard with it. And the truck started right up. And then she was just gone. Like, I think the older lady said thank you, but they, she was in a hurry or motivated or something, and she just took off. And I got in my car and drove away. She, she had uh, kind of pulled over, I think. She passed me going about twice my speed, and she was in a big hurry. And that was my inspiration for today's show. So we're going to be talking about car and car repairs today. I have the unique privilege of being from Kansas City, Missouri, which was the former headquarters of Western Auto. How many of you remember Western Auto? Well, we're going to talk about that and some other things as well, including my first car. Probably one of the best cars you never heard of was my first car, and uh, I'll be talking about that as well. So we're glad to have you with us today uh, listening into our program. We also have a special guest coming up from Faith Bookstore here in a few minutes. But first, we're going to take a break for Harvest Highlights. And when we come back, our guest from Faith Bookstore, and then we'll get into the rest of the show. So this is Live Till 5 on Friday, October 27th, 3.11 p.m. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin, episode 237. Our theme today, cars and car repair. We're going to take a short break for Harvest Highlights and be back after this.
And we're back with a little more live till 5. It's 3.20 p.m. on this Friday, October 27th. Episode 237. Every time I say that, I just can't believe we've been on the air that long. Honestly, I thought they would have asked us to quit a long time ago. When we first started this show, John Collier used to say, Jared, you have to stop saying, I hope we get fired. That's not good radio. So I learned I don't say that anymore. Sometimes I think it, but I don't say it. But I am glad that we don't get fired because, because uh, it is a blessing to be able to encourage people all around Guam as they're driving about on their Friday afternoons or Saturdays from noon to two or Sunday nights after church, seven to 9 p.m. And tell them about some of the fun stuff that's going on here in Guam and uh, also be able to interview some brothers and sisters in Christ and what they're doing. If you remember a few weeks ago, we were able to talk to Maisie Ferreris about evangelizing in the public high schools. Today, we have with us Jason Moyer. And uh, the last name might sound familiar to you because we have had his mom, Barb, here a number of times. And his dad, we finally, finally coerced him into coming on the air with us uh, probably six, eight months ago. And he talked about... um, all the patriotic music they were going to be playing with Guam Territorial Band. And if you've ever met them, they're just gem, gem people. And uh, not gem like workout gem, but gem like G-E-M, like diadems. And uh, Jason is is just like his parents. Jason, thanks for coming by today. Sure, Jared. It's a blessing to be here, man. Well, we, we love what you guys do down there at Faith Bookstore and constantly sending people over that way to get resources because we believe it's very important for people to have Christian resources in their hands. And and people can order stuff online and they can uh, do audible books and things like that. But sometimes you need a good study Bible. You need a journal. You need a book on parenting. You need a CD of, of some good Christian music. You need some other stuff that, that are, is really unique that uh, Faith Bookstore carries that really you can't find anywhere else on Guam. And uh, something that you guys do every year that we've been trying to promote and, and encourage people to participate in is your annual Thanksgiving uh, coloring contest. This is your sixth one. That's right. Number six, Jared. Yeah. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit of the facts about uh, how who can get involved in this and how they can do it and, and what it results in. Okay. Well, it's uh, ages four to 12 um, are welcome to come in and get a coloring sheet handout, complete it. Uh, and uh, there's a first first ply, first place second place and third place place uh, uh gift certificates and gifts for those and uh we've we've had a lot of uh, uh um uh, participants in the past but we're hoping that even more you know participate this year and it, it's graded i mean the the smaller kids the coloring sheets easier than the other ones and uh so basically they need to stop by the store and pick up a, a handout and then have it colored and completed and handed in by Wednesday, November 22nd. So the day before Thanksgiving, they need right. to get it back in. Right. They've got plenty of time. You know, it's it's not even November yet. So. Yep. Yep. That's great. Well, and and uh, it might give them opportunity uh, because sometimes parents have to kind of plan out when are they going to make it by mm. the bookstore. They got to kind of put it in right. their, in their, you know, routine because... Uh, People that live central, like us, Faith Bookstore is just right down the street. Mm-hmm. But if someone lives up north or down south, they might have to kind of, you know, uh, plan. If they're going by someplace else here centrally, they can swing in and, and right. see all that you have in there. So we, we are open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. 
So if they can fit that in their schedule downtown uh, to stop by the post office or do something that they need to do, uh, please stop by and pick up some coloring sheets for the kids. And How do you describe your location? Because uh, it's if you know where it's at, I mean, it's it's so obvious. But like if you're giving someone directions, what would you what would you say? I would say uh, go to the intersection of uh, Harvest and the Mighty McDonald's and kick a soccer ball down the hill. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep, yep. I've heard yep. you say it. Yes, yes, I did. I did. So basically, we're at the intersection of Route 8 and Marine Drive. Um, and there's a there's right on the corner there used to be 671 Motorsports. But right behind that is uh, the Faith Bookstore. Yep. Just kind of up the hill from it, at, you know, 10 yards or so. Right. Yeah. And uh, what I learned uh, last year was uh, you can turn into the Faith Bookstore parking lot off of Route 8 as you come down the hill. Or if you're going on Marine Corps Drive and you're you're kind of going to pull in where Feathers and Fens right. is, uh, you can turn in. There's a little driveway right before that, and you can pull in right behind Faith Bookstore and then come around as well. So even it, it, you can be going any direction, and you can hit the uh, – even if you're coming south on Marine Corps Drive, you can do a U-turn at the light and pull right in there if you like as well. So there's a lot of different ways to get in the parking lot. So don't let that discourage you. It's very easy to get into, and once you've been there – I think you'll be surprised how much is available there at Faith Bookstore. Jason, could you give us a little bit of a rundown of the types of things you guys carry there, maybe some of the things you're featuring right now that people would be interested in coming by and checking out? Sure, sure. So we've had we've, we've always had the largest selection of Bibles on Guam, and it's a blessing to be able to, to carry God's Word you know, for, the, mm-hmm. for the island and beyond, uh, as well as, uh, you know, those are English-speaking, uh, pretty much all versions. Uh, and we also have uh, um, a lot of the Micronesian language Bibles, the Chukis, the Panapean, Marshallese, um, and the... Uh, I think Yappies, too. There's Do you the have a Yappies? Ulithi. Or? Ulithi. Yeah. Okay, there you go. And as well as Chamorro. Uh, and the Chamorro they've only done in uh, the gospel so far, mm-hmm. but hopefully they'll continue to, to continue, you know, continue that. Yep. We have local books, uh, you know, those written by local artists uh, for kids as well as adults. Um, some nice Guam pictorial for like gifts, mm-hmm. um, you know, beautiful scenery of the of this wonderful island. Uh, we have um, stationery. Um, uh, we have uh, the the barb section that's named after my mom. That's the bargain oh, yeah. bargain and recycle books. That's right. right. Yes, that's right. Uh-huh. And you know, uh, deal finders, people that just love getting a good deal. You go down, you can pick up a used book in the barb section. Right. And what I found was very interesting, you pick up a book, you open it up, it might have the name of someone you know right. in the front, <laughs> yes, you know, yes. that, that, you know, a pastor or someone that you've known from church or something has donated this really good book. Right. And uh, I really appreciate that about Faith Bookstores. You guys really are trying to maximize your opportunities there. You have a great selection of maps as well. That's right. Over the years, I've bought a number of maps there. So we have the U.S. Geological Survey map. So those are more the technical ones. And we also have like a tourist-friendly, you know, like laminated map of the, the island with all the tourist spots. So, yep. so yeah, whether it's you're trying to need something for work, you know, more logistics, or, you know, for a gift or just uh, just for fun. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And then, of course, uh, resources for families, uh, uh, counseling books, mm. books on marriage and parenting, uh, Bible study tools. I came by there uh, sometime this summer, I think it was maybe in July, picked up uh, your last few copies of Radical, 
okay. by David Platt, and uh, I think I cleaned you guys out on those. But uh, you have a lot of books like that, like uh, books that are just great for your own personal edification mm-hmm. or that are good for counseling. You might need to, you know, you're either some personal counseling or you're sharing it with someone else to help help them in their walk with the Lord and help mm-hmm. them get some answers as well. Um, and then you guys have a, a neat program where it's kind of like a frequent buyer program. If you spend a certain amount, you get a little punch card, right? Explain that. Right. So we have what they call the six box discount card. So every time you make a purchase, you show us the card. We write in the amount that you spent that day. And then when you fill the card up on your seventh purchase, we give you a discount of 10% on what you've spent. And then we have a new thing. When you, when you present that card and you get your discount, at that point, you get what they call the uh, the Fifth Saturday uh, sp- Special Shopper Bag, right? Wow. So and what that is, any any month that has a Fifth Saturday, we have one coming up in December, and I think there's four in 2018. Mm-hmm. So on those months where, uh, you know, the 31st or the 30th is a Saturday, if you come in with that bag, you get 20% off anything you can fit in the bag. So just wow. another way of saying That's thank great. you for your loyalty. Yeah. Sure, sure. I remember some uh, bookstores in the States used to do that. And that's, mm. I mean, that if you plan it out right, right, especially since there's a fifth Saturday in December, so that post-Christmas, uh, New Year's time, you could get some great deals that way as well. And then uh, Faith Bookstore, you guys carry some Christian greeting cards and things like that. I, I bumped into someone in there that, I'm not, you know, I've, I know them in another context, not even sure if they're really a believer or not, but they were in there buying some cards and, and, and small little gifts, and maybe it's graduation gift or something. They, you know, they recognize, hey, you guys have some stuff that you can't get anywhere else, some beautiful local stuff, uh, and I just think uh, what you guys do, you, you have a nice, diverse range of things. So the whole family could come in. Yeah. Dad can go over to this section. Mom can go to that section. The kids can go over here. You can pick up a few uh, things to send back to the States as gifts and uh, walk out of there with a really good deal and uh, really appreciate it. Uh, Jason, how long have you been with Faith Bookstore? I have this, uh, this stints or this, this, at this time, uh, it's, it's been a little bit over a year, but I worked for them for seven years previously. Mm back when I came in 97. And for me, for the Moyer family, uh, bookstores are, I guess, a kind of a sacred ground. My mom and dad uh, both were led to Christ by a bookstore owner back in Annapolis, Maryland. Wow. And I met my sweetheart when we were both employees at, at Faith Bookstore wow. you know, back in the late 90s. So it's pretty neat. I mean, yeah. Faith Bookstore means a lot to us. You know, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you can tell it's a labor of love. We know that... Um, you know, the book business is a, a little bit of a volatile thing because you are competing sometimes with so many other ways of getting the same information. Mm. But I would encourage people, um, even if it costs a dollar more to buy the book at Faith Bookstore, uh, you can go down. The nice thing is you can go down, you can open the book up, you can flip through it. You can ask the person working there, hey, have you ever read this? Or has anyone, has this been selling? You know, you can kind of see... Uh, I've noticed this with uh, when you purchase Bibles, like I, I've purchased some through online vendors and things like that, but sometimes you just, you don't get the feel of it. Mm-hmm. Like you just don't know, okay, how thick is it? Okay, how big are the, how big is right. the, the font? That's, yeah. a, that's a big deal now for me with these <laughs> yes, trifocals. Yes. And so it's really nice. And then the, the uh, study notes, um, I bought one study Bible online 
And then when I got it, I was just so disappointed. The cover was nice, but the content wasn't that great. It, it really had a certain theological point of view that I didn't realize when I ordered it. And so by being able to walk into a physical store and see it and get a little advice, you're able to uh, uh, kind of make sure that you're being a good steward of, of what you're spending. And something else I noticed down there, Jason, is inevitably when I go in there, I'll bump into some other brother or sister in Christ, maybe from a different church or our own church, or you know, um, and you end up striking up a conversation and being encouraged. And it's just kind of a, it's got to be a, a nice place to work because you got the friendliest people, mm-hmm. and then it's such a, it's a positive ministry. Uh, you working down there, um, I'm sure it's got to be a lot of fun for you, right? It is. We enjoy it. We, we love having, you know, people coming in and mingling. Um, it really is a place where we, you know, relationships are encouraged. You know, we mm-hmm. want to uh, to be a light. You know, we want to, uh, uh, you know, our, I think it's our, our real goal is that someone uh, gets something that inspires them and draws them closer to Christ and is able to, to do the same for someone else, you know, Amen. whether it's a new believer or somebody that's going through something difficult. I mean, we've got stuff on, like you said, counseling, as well as specific, like, grief and dealing with loss and, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, something else I appreciate about Faith Bookstore uh, is that um, I've noticed that over the years, you guys have really tried to make sure you have uh, items in there that are theologically mm-hmm. trustworthy. So you don't just carry every single thing that's out there that that if you were to go to the States and go to Walmart, they have a religion section in their in their book aisle. But they have a lot of things that I would not recommend to people because some of the philosophy or theology in it wouldn't be good, but faith bookstores really put a lot of time into making sure that whatever they put on the shelves is theologically sound. Right. And I, we've talked about this before. I mean, Jesus encouraged Peter to feed the, the sheep, and I think he, you know, th- that referred to more of a, you know, good nourishment, you know, and, and it's tempting sometimes you see these bestsellers, but you kind of know the, the bent of them and know that it might not be something more, it's more sensational and you know, something that is, isn't so doctrinally sound. And, and we're hesitant to really, you know, until we can get a little bit more information. And yeah. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Jason, I remember the very first time I ever went to Faith Bookstore, pre-Typhoon Pong Song Wa, was to rent a VHS tape. <laughs> I think that was because you were the only people on Guam that had, this is in the early 2000s, you had a large selection of Christian mm-hmm. movies and uh, VHS and DVDs, and we wanted to get something for the kids to watch on right. a Friday night, and my friend Doug Gallo said, hey, Faith Bookstore has this little uh, video club. You can go up and join and get two movies for however many dollars, and and I was like, that's really great. And so we would come up, and uh, and then the storm, of course, I think shut down operations for a while and then reopened, and we did that for, for a while longer, and uh, although Faith Bookstore has changed locations a number of times, I'm glad to see that you guys are still uh, a presence here on Guam, and we really do hope that Faith just continues to have an impact. Tell us again about the coloring contest. Let's give, let's give our listeners just the rundown one more time on this coloring contest. So it's the sixth annual Thanksgiving coloring contest, and uh, we encourage uh, ages from, th- four, from 4 to 12 to come down and, and grab one of the coloring sheets and uh, complete it, and it just needs to be handed in by Wednesday, November 22nd, again, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And the, it'll be, uh, we have a, a panel of judges that have helped us for, for the last couple of years, and 
I guess Friday, November 24th, so the day after Thanksgiving, the judging will take place. And then we'll contact you if you've won. And uh, even if you haven't, we thank you. We put all the entries on the wall, so it just makes it kind of a festive yeah. you know, time. And, and we'll give your, your, uh, your sheets back as well. So uh, just the first place winner, if I can just give you some uh, incentive here. The first place winner wins a $30 gift certificate with gift. And second place twenty dollars with gift, and third place ten dollars with gift. That's that's a pretty uh, sizable investment on your guys's part to have uh, three categories, and uh, that sixty dollars worth of prizes for each category, one hundred eighty dollars worth of prizes plus the gifts, plus the time, and it's really you're engaging the community. Uh, we're all for it. We'll continue to promote it for you. If you guys have anything else as we get closer to the holiday season. Uh, please feel free to come back by and see us again, Jason. Thank you, Jared. I appreciate it. All right. And Jason, you have a great weekend. We're going to take a short break. Uh, listeners, want to make sure that uh, you're aware. Faith Bookstore is down at the intersection of Route 8 and Marine Corps Drive. And they're open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And uh, the nicest group of people down there. So make sure you go by. Get your kids signed up for this coloring contest. Easy easy, fun way to uh, celebrate upcoming Thanksgiving in a few weeks. We're going to take a short break. It is Friday, October 27th, 3.37 p.m. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. Episode 237 of Live Till 5. Short break and back with the fellas after this. And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. Great having Jason Moyer up here with us talking about the Faith Bookstore Coloring Contest. You know, you might be thinking, ah, coloring contest, you know, those come and go. Well, this is a big deal to Faith Bookstore and to all the kids that participate this growing event. This is their sixth annual Thanksgiving coloring contest. Three categories, ages four to six, seven to nine, and 10 to 12. And then they have another category for age 71 to 72 and a half. No, I'm just kidding. Just the children's categories, but they give away prizes, some pretty amazing prizes. Uh, If you think about it, if you were a four-year-old and you colored a picture of a Thanksgiving turkey and you walked away with a $30 gift card and and a prize to go with it, and your picture was featured on the Wall of Fame at Faith Bookstore, that'd be a pretty encouraging thing. You might be inspiring budding artists. That's how budding artists bud, is they win coloring contests at four years old, and they get rewarded for it financially. And then later on, I you know, I I wonder if that's how um I wonder if that's how uh I'm trying to think Leonardo da Vinci maybe maybe won a coloring contest at his local scroll store back then I don't know if they did the books but papyrus store I won a coloring contest Did you? Yeah. I won a, I I colored it and I, it was Is like, this like recently or as a child? Last week. When I was <laughs> <laughs> when I was 
when I was a kid, I colored, and it was, you know, a big, I, it was like a county coloring contest. We were mm-hmm. the biggest county in Illinois, and I won it. Nice. What'd you and get? I got money. Like a blue ribbon and a... Like, like 30 or $20. I can't remember. Wow. Hey. Wow. You were way ahead of inflation because $30 is the prize here plus a gift. So what did you color? What was the picture? Do you remember? It was like an anti-drug uh, oh, picture, you know? Good for and you. And I did like this whole... Like, Using your art was, for something it good. It was just a, a suspicious looking guy, you know? Uh-huh. And I colored him and I also colored a background, which wasn't required. Oh. And then I, I wrote like this big sign next to it. It says, he's up to no good, you know? And, and you won. And I wow. won. <laughs> See? You know what, Sebastian? <laughs> you should get one of these turkey coloring pages. <laughs> Same theme. He's up to no good. Color a background and see if you can win the four to six year old category. I should color a hunter in the background. Oh, with, yeah. With his rifle. Yeah, there you yeah, go. And it'll be like, he's up to no good. Yeah. <laughs> about to commit murder. On oh, his no. Turkey. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, I'm, I, I think it's pretty cool that they do this every year because uh, anything you can do, you know, on Guam, sometimes you feel like you run out of things to do with your kids, honestly. When the kids are little, there's only so many things you can do. And a fantastic park you can only afford to do like once every five years because it's so expensive. So doing a little thing like this, which costs nothing, and it's just a fun way to participate in something, I think and is And take it cool. from me, they get tired of hiking. Yes, yes, I'm sure. They get tired of hiking. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you pr- I know kids this. get tired of swimming. They get tired of everything eventually, yeah. you know. So uh, this is a nice way to break it up a little bit. And uh, it is it is a nice Christian bookstore with some of the nicest people on Guam. So Ian and Jason and Barb when she's on island. I mean, all these folks are really nice. So just just want to definitely promote that. I think it's it's really a neat thing. And as you get closer to the, I guess the judging will happen on Black Friday. So you still have a month from today before it'll be judged. So. Not Black Monday. Not Black Monday, no. Black Friday. Totally different. So, hey, uh, for those in the listening audience, you might have heard Chris Harper's voice. He's a station manager, all-around good guy. Sebastian Basildua, who is our quiz master. And then, of course, Lawrence Nangast, who is... Of course. He's, like, got he's 20, 20 different things. He's a history professor. Right. Yeah. Snappy dresser. We just, uh, <laughs> Whoa. He's we just uh, talked about uh, Rome today in history. So. I saw you in the auditorium, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah with it, HBBC students. Yep, we were in there. That's awesome. We're giving a he's he's a college history professor. I keep thinking you're going to say he's a raconteur and a, a raconteur and, and a, a, a renaissance man, a renaissance and man and a serial things. entrepreneur. Right. All really? of those things. Yes. Wow. Yes. I feel like there's a lot of rhyme going on. Well, it's it's more just onomatopoeia, you know, just uh, Ah, that's exactly what these are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what that is. I just remember that was something we had it's to learn. In it's like Those, where things sound the same, right? They no, they sound they, they sound, sound like, like what they are. What they are, like pow, like buzz. Yeah, that yeah. right there. See, okay, so I was close to being right. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> yes, for our listening true. audience, this is this is us. These are the fellows. They're with us every week, and right now we're getting ready to play a little game that we enjoy called "What's in My Coffee." And this segment's brought to us by the Hub. The best little coffee shop on Guam, offering an endless varieties of coffees, teas, baked goods, Christian music, a few books, a couple Yankee candles hanging around there, especially some uh, some of those uh, air fresheners for your car. They have some of those. Some great Eagles gear. If you want to get some school spirit gear, they're getting ready to get some really cool hats in there. Matter of fact, the hats are so cool, as I take a little rabbit trail here, let's what we'll do is, because I'm talking so long, we're going to play the song again. Uh, they're going to have these cool hats coming in, and they're so cool. I'm going to buy one 
but they're so cool, I'm not going to wear it until all the young people have bought theirs and start wearing them. Because if I buy it and wear it, none of the young people will wear it. That's it's like true. using Facebook, right? That's so true. I'm going to get it, I'm going to keep it, and then I'm going to spring it on everyone after they're sold out. <laughs> right. That's the hub. Now let's play What's in My Coffee, where we describe to our listeners what we're drinking. We have no idea what's in, in our drinks other than what we observe with our senses, and uh, then we try and describe it to you in a way that makes you just wish you were at the hub right now. And so we'll start with Sebastian, drink number one. Uno. Looks good. It is pretty good. It's pretty sweet, and it tastes like, I think it's what I had last week. What was that? Oh, you don't remember. I remember it quite I don't vividly. remember either. It was the the pumpkin that wasn't normal colored. The Great White Pumpkin. The Great White Pumpkin. That's yeah. right. Yes, the Great White Pumpkin. I'm pretty sure it's that this time, too. Wow. It's pretty white, and it tastes... Like a pumpkin. Okay. All right. It's like a frap. It's almost like a pumpkin vanilla shake uh, for people yeah. that are not like coffee shop people. It looks like a pumpkin vanilla shake. We'll find out here shortly. Does it taste like it has espresso in it at all or no? No. It's pretty nope. sweet and yeah, no sweet, espresso. Sweet, no, no coffee flavor. Okay. All right. Uh, Chris, yours looks predictable. It does? I think it looks like no, iced tea. It it's not what up. it is. This really? is not an iced tea. No. This is at which why I was shocked when I drank it. <laughs> yes, because I been. it's a kind of a spicy drink, like really? a, almost like a a a an apple cider, mm-hmm. but cold okay. and with uh, carbonation in it. Really interesting. Did you see him fly you. against the wall when he drank it? I I, <laughs> I took a drink of this and I went, "What? Yeah." Ah. I, I don't think I made that noise, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> well, it looked the look on your face was like you had just tasted, you know, a, a big surprise. It was a big surprise. That. It was a I, big and surprise, I, and it it is good. Yes, it's got the color of iced tea. It's got the color of an iced tea, but you said the flavor of a spicy apple juice, apple cider type it's, thing. I think that's what it is. It's With some carbonation. kind of a cold carbonated apple cider thing. Wow. And I don't even know if it's carbonation because it's got that, it's got a bite to oh, it. Yeah, it's not to the tea. Point. It's got a little. It's not tea. No. No. So it's, I it's am, just I can smell apple. it from here. It's I can smell it. It's spicy. It's it spicy. It's, it's a mold, it's know. a mold cider. It's it's a spiced mold, a mold flaming cider. rum punch. What? No, no I'm just kidding. But that's what Clarence, that's what Clarence asks for it in isn't. It's a Wonderful Life. He says, oh. the, the guy uh, says, what do you want? And he's like, um, hmm, may I have a mold cider? And he's like, we only serve hard drinks here. And he's like, okay, I'll take a flaming rum punch. And then they threw him out in the snow. <laughs> so anyway, so I, I asked him. He was so sometimes. offended. Yes, I, I yes, love yes. that guy, yeah. that, that cranky yes. guy. Nick, his name Nick, because it's yeah. Nick's. Nick's yeah, that's right. Okay, uh, so we really don't know what you're drinking. It's apple spice. It's probably iced apple spice. Iced. I don't know if it's... With some extra kick in it. Yeah. They, they put a kick in it. It's Yeah, it's amazing. Okay, well, we're, and now I'm really curious. Uh, Lawrence, what does yours taste like? Um, r- really good. It's the f- refreshing fall drinks they bring out. Actually, yes. you could have it in April, and you still kind of feel like it's mm-hmm. fallish out. You happen to really rain. like the fall drinks. You're I a do. fall drink fan. I do. I think this is a pumpkin chai. Okay. For the sole fact that there isn't coffee in it, I don't believe, which means okay. it's not an auto yep. spice. Yep, yep. Um, but it does have, it's either a vanilla or pumpkin chai, but I'm thinking with it being fall, it's probably yep. that. It's very it, delicious, though. You're like the Toucan Sam of this game. We, <laughs> he is. 
You know, you can just follow your nose. <clears throat> I noticed you, you, you waved my drink under your nostrils, and then you handed it to me, and you took the other one. I know what your drink is. Because it? does it smell sugar-free? Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a little... Have you had it yet? No, I haven't. I, oh, okay. I was I was waiting to surprise everyone. Okay. It has, it has a pleasant smell. Mm-hmm. It has a uh, latte smell. It's got uh, froth on the top. Well, I smelled with little... coffee. Yeah. That's why yeah. I figured it was coffee maybe... Coffee and a... It's probably like a vanilla latte or something. Ooh, yeah. It's some kind of latte. It could be the pumpkin spice latte. You know, I think it has a pumpkin latte. It definitely has espresso, steamed milk, froth. Yeah, this is probably the pumpkin and a shot and that's of flavor. probably the pumpkin spice latte. Yeah, because this is a stronger. It's almost like a almost has that mocha, has a rich, dark, yeah. luscious uh taste to it. So let's let's uh Let's see. Yeah. So I'm number. Uh, you're number one. At number one, the Great White Pumpkin Shake. Yeah, you had. That's exactly what you had last I week. I knew it. I knew I it. I knew it. Number two. <laughs> oh, that's you. It's me. Pumpkin spice latte. Yeah. There you go, that's Lawrence. Again, <laughs> you didn't taste it. You didn't look at it. You went off of my description, which was terrible, no, and you still bad. called it. And you have the pumpkin chai, yeah. like you said. And Chris has the apple cider. Yeah. What? Yep. Here we go. And Ice so cider. for our listening audience, if you go to the hub, ask for just ask for what we described. So say I want the apple cider with the kick or I want the big white pumpkin say shake. Say you want the great white apple cider. The great white apple whoa, cider. Whoa, whoa, that'll whoa, confuse them. Yes, that would. <laughs> it's really good. We They'll appreciate the hub. They'll figure it out though cuz they have the that uh, barista intuition. Yes, that, they do. Yeah, the they tele- do. The telepathy necessary. Right. Well, guys, you know, we have just a variety of things to do today, including <clears throat> I'd like to take a short break to enjoy these drinks, come back, finish up the hour, and then start the top of the hour with our quiz and our moment in history. But, Lawrence, I know you're also, among other things, I mean, we already listed, you're also a basketball coach. Yeah, we is that another game tonight. Uh, what time is that? Uh, well, I'm, I'm, we're going down to ND, but we don't start playing until probably about 6.45 so or 7. So you can 7. be here until 4.15, no yeah, problem? no problem. Okay. I'm going to leave here about 5. All right, well, then this is what I'd like to do. I want to just take a short break so that we can uh, uh, enjoy our drinks just a little more. And then when we come back, we'll wrap up the hour kind of with a, you know, a little bit of you know who's what's it? What's in your weekend? Yeah, so what's in your weekend? That's great. And uh, listeners, don't forget, if you ever miss part of the show, Noon to 2 Saturdays, 7 to 9 p.m. Sunday nights on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. You can also go to khmg.org, download the podcast, listen to the live stream, etc., etc., etc. We're going to take a short break right back after this. with a little more live till 5 356 p.m. on Friday, October 27th. Joined in studio by Lawrence, Sebastian and Chris as we round down the hour. Is that such a thing if you can round up? You can wind it, you wind it down, you round it up. I said round down, which doesn't make any sense. Unless at all. it's a garden hose, then you wind it up. Then you wind it up. Right. Grind down the hour. You grind it. Yes, yeah. we can, coffee yeah. analogy. That's right. Yeah. There you go. Well, whatever we're doing, we're going to end this thing uh, in about three minutes. And so we don't really have enough time for any legitimate segment of the show uh, at this time. So what I'd like to do is I want to ask you guys one question. 
what was the first car you owned and what did you think of it? Lawrence, what was your first car that you owned and what do you think of it? My first car was an Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme. Oh, what two year? Two door, 1998. Okay, so it wasn't the huge, it wasn't 15 feet long. No, it was long. The door was 15 feet long. <laughs> it was it was the two-seater that, like, pretty much the door acted as the, the, the back door. Got right. it. And Got you could it. almost yes. access the back seat. I remember seat. that, yeah. Straight in there. It was maroon. Was it your grandparents' the car only, before you? No, I okay. bought it for $800. And the only thing awesome it had in it was the radio. And it was one of those with, like, the rainbow... Uh, it changed colors with oh, the, yeah. the music yep. and yep. like that was awesome. So I was pretty proud of that. But um, yeah, did you have curb maroon, feelers on it or anything I didn't, like that? I didn't. Okay, it, right. it was a little bit. Um, it was a little bit stock. Okay. Uh, except for the radio, that was the only non-stock item I think nice. in the place. Nice. Eight hundred bucks. Eight hundred bucks. Oldsmobile ninety-eight. One year later, sold it for eight hundred bucks. Yep. Uh, you my, know, my grandparents had an Olds ninety-eight, but it was from about nineteen eighty-five. Hmm. Crushed red. Velvet seats. Yep. I mean, we yep. took that thing to South Dakota. Yep, it goes over the bumps like like a like a boat going yeah, over the waves. It's wave. not quite a roadmaster. A Buick no. roadmaster right. was seriously like yeah. Well, yeah. you never felt had, a pothole. I had ever. one of those up until the day I left uh, Wisconsin. Uh, we had nice. we had a baby nice. blue. Did you have the station wagon version? Oh yes, I oh, did. Yeah, that, no, we are, had we had the sedan. We ours can, was the four door. You could carry a football team of Samoans just in, in that seat. station wagon. So, it's Chris, awesome. what was your first car, and uh, how much you pay for it? It was a 1984 Isuzu Pup pickup. Whoa. Oh. See, Pup pickup. Yep, 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 yeah. yep. And, got it. Uh, I didn't pay anything for it because a guy at my church gave it to me. Wow. He didn't need it anymore. He wasn't using it, and he said, how would you like to have my truck? And that thing ran for many years after I got it. Wow. And it was great. Awesome. I loved it. Awesome. Sebastian, what was your first car? 2002 Dodge Neon. It was a green car. It turned its green machine after it nailed a, a doe or a deer. I can't remember. A, a, a doe is a deer. deer. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Wow. 55. <laughs> yeah. 55 yeah. At night or in the morning. Yeah. Wow. And uh, yeah. Did you like the car overall? Um. Yeah. Because after I hit the deer, I only had to undent the front, which is like barely dented it and get a new headlight. So. Wow. Wow. Great. How did the deer uh, do in that accident? He he was gone, and everyone was actually more concerned about the deer than my car. <laughs> like, oh, did you go get the deer? I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, man. So he survived oh, he's to dead. tell about it. He, oh, no. He, the, he died. The deer died, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, hey, great. My first car, 1976. <laughs> hey, well, you know, hey, you got to call the population. 76 Ford Maverick, four-door. Yes. And I'm going to talk about that in the second hour. It's probably one of the best cars no one's ever heard of. You know, so. I, I lied. Mine was a 96, not 96. a 98. Okay, a little, probably even bigger. Probably. Yeah, it was, yeah, because yeah. the later you got in the 90s, the smaller those cars got. So, yeah, no, yeah. it was it was long. All right, well, we're going to take a short break for the news. Listening audience, stick around. This is Live Till 5, episode 237, Friday, October 27th, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Take a break for SRN News. You're listening to us on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. Stick around for SRN News and a second hour of Live Till 5. Don't go away. Back with a little more live till five. I'm your host Jared Baldwin. 4:04 p.m. on Friday, 
October 27th. Can you believe it? It's almost November. This time next week, we'll be in the month of November. We are less than four weeks away from Thanksgiving. Less than eight weeks away, right about eight weeks away from Christmas. Eight, eight and a half weeks away from Christmas. And 21 days away from the last day of singlehood for Sebastian Basildua. 21 days. And then he will be equally yoked. Because the Bible says don't be unequally yoked, yeah. so you will be equally yoked. I will be. That's great. Awesome. Not yoked. Looking forward to it. Yeah, not yoked. It's not a yoke either. We can make that happen, though. That'd be yes. <laughs> Just yoking. No. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, Sebastian, 22 days. Uh, obviously, you're excited beyond uh, beyond description. But yep. uh, what are what are some of the things that took more planning than you realized when you when you first kind of started wading into the uh, wedding planning? I think probably the most common thing for many people is getting the invitations out to a lot of people and figuring out what route you're going to go as far as are you just going to self-design them? Are you going to, you know, just design them online? You know, and there's just a lot of steps to that uh, than I thought. A lot more steps, yeah. Yep. So it sounds like she's doing most of the planning then. <laughs> so that was your job is the uh, invitations. And then she's she's got some good people on her side, including uh, Lindsay Nangas helping her get all the plans together. Oh, yeah. So, and uh, Lindsay is a conscientious person. It's it's Very. good that she's doing it. If it was me, I'd be like, ah, that's good enough. <laughs> eh, you know, pull out the bleachers. But Lindsay, she wants it to be at pull least at least as good <laughs> As hers, if not better. Of course. She, of course. she. I know she had a great wedding experience because she's still married, but you know she wants there. the <laughs> she wants the ceremony, all the 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 frills and fixings to be even better. And uh, you got you have a good person in your corner on that. So yeah. Whew. Well, we we wish you the best, and um, er, you know we still expect you to come into the radio show uh, before, during, and after uh, the wedding. So. <laughs> the day before, we need you to be here to be do a quiz, and yes. then uh, we need you to come back from your honeymoon for a Whatever. couple days, prepare. <laughs> no, quiz. Yep. I'll be texting you uh, fervently, uh, asking you for advice on the show and things like that. So, <laughs> yep. yeah, three to, three to five, be prepared. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yep, yep. Yeah. Well, we'll have you back the week after the week after the week after. So two weeks after your wedding, you will be back, <laughs> and uh, and we'll just you know we'll just move on with life. By then, we'll be. Uh, that'll be the Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, it will be the Thanksgiving episode, the Christmas introductory episode. Yeah. Actually, the week he misses will be Thanksgiving, and then the week yep. after that will already be in Christmas. Yep. December, we'll be on December 1st already. Is he? Yep. Have you submitted your paperwork yet for this? Because... I yeah, I don't know. know. You, we've I de- have, we've denied all the Chris. we've oh, denied no, no. all the weddings <laughs> recently. Just making sure. Just making no, sure. No town passes for our, all our we young soldiers. We don't want to have to break the bad news to, <laughs> yeah. to Jessica. Yeah, the that, biggest thing was like, finding work, someone to take my extended care spots. Oh, oh yeah. Like, hey. yeah. 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 <laughs> well, <laughs> if all those fails, just don't show up. The kids will take care of themselves. <laughs> Great parenting advice. Okay. Yep. Well, uh, Sebastian, today our theme. Cars and uh, car trouble. So take it away. All right. Yes, thank you for the amazing music. For the amazing music. The, the power of bumper music. Amazing. 
if this if this gig doesn't work out and I go to teach in like a broadcast uh, school, I'm gonna do a whole class just on the power of bumper music. Yes. Yeah. Good P-O-B-M. luck coming up with 18 weeks of material on that. I could do it. I could. I definitely could do it. It is truly powerful, but not as powerful. It makes the as it makes the quiz really. Memories. Memories? I call this quiz Racing Memories. Racing Memories. Oh. And you'll racing? understand soon. Okay, all right. Because your memories will be racing. Oh. Right now. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. What we're going to do here is I'm going to name slogans and give you op- give you the company car company name. Jared's supposed to go first this week. Remember, we oh, have yeah, a we're running trying theory to break of the cycle oh. of... People who go first win. Okay. Recidivism. Well, okay. We'll yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Um, all right. So, who's slogan? I'm just going to say the slogan. You say the slogan? I, I'm going to give you three and options. Okay. I don't even have to blurt. Okay. I'll wait to blurt. How about that? I'll hold <laughs> back the blurting. I'm not blurting. You just no blurting. No, I'm ready. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Here's the slogan. Go further. Is that Kia, Ford, or Mazda? Go further. Kia. Kia. I'll say Mazda. Mazda. I think it's Mazda too. Oh, it's Ford. Ford, Ford is really Ford. go further. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. That would be a. I thought Ford stood for Found on Road Dead. Yeah, or Fix or Repair <laughs> Daily. Yeah. Yes. I've had yeah. a few of those Fords. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so okay. no one got it right. Wow, okay, all right. Hit me with no another fun. one. Good start. Above and beyond, is that Boeing, Aston Martin? Okay, go ahead. Land Rover or Jeep? Above and beyond. Above and beyond. Land Rover. Land Rover. I, since I don't know, I'll guess Land Rover too. I'm gonna go with Aston Martin. It's Land Rover. Yes. Hey, going first helps. Terrific, (laughs) terrific wild guess. If I do like like a car announcement voice guide, will that help you? Here's the next Maybe. one. New thinking, new possibilities. Is that Hyundai, Mitsubishi, or Kia? Hyundai. 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 <laughs> uh, Hi- what, what are the three options? Again? Hyundai. I'm going to go with Mitsubishi. Kia. Um, Kia. It's Hyundai. Hyundai. This is working out really well so far. <laughs> Hyundai. All uh, right, next one. With my uh, Hyundai Tesla. Go ahead. <laughs> Always a better way. Is that t- Toyota, Ch- Chevrolet, or Chrysler? Always a better way. Always a better way. It sounds like a, a Asian a Asian title, right? It doesn't sound like something you would but say. None of those were Asian. Were they? What was the first one? <laughs> Toyota. Oh, it's Toyota, oh, Toyota, Chevrolet, Chrysler. Toyota. I would say Toyota. Chrysler. Yeah, I'm going to go with Chrysler, too. Toyota is the correct one. Going first these. works. <laughs> I've honestly Going never first heard any of these. works. All right, next one. Innovation that excites. Oh, I've known this. Volkswagen. Skoda or Nissan? It's Volkswagen. Skoda. It's Volkswagen, yeah. Um, I'm going to do Volkswagen for the block. Volkswagen for the block. Okay. Looking uh, up the answer. Well, 
It's uh, okay. It's actually Nissan. Oh. Is it? Yeah. And I'm looking okay, at it right now, and yes, that's the Nissan homepage. Okay. It says, All right. Uh, oh, innovation that excites. Huh. Okay. Great. So, who said Nissan? Nobody. Nobody. Great. We all said the wrong thing together. You made me second guess because both of you were like, "We're so sure." I was like, "No, yeah. maybe I'm wrong." <laughs> I shouldn't. These these that. car companies <laughs> are doing a great job with their. They slogans. are. Yeah, really. Tell we're we're we got them nailed down. Yep. Have it your way. Well, just like the battery commercial, it just keeps going and going. What's that's that? Energizer. Is or is energizer. it Duracell? Oh, I don't no, know. No, it's Energizer okay. Bunny. <laughs> all right. Here's the next one. The best or nothing. Lexus, Mercedes Benz, or Bentley. I think it's Mercedes. Be- or Bentley. Or maybe that's Bentley. a typo. Yeah, Bentley is correct. Yeah, that's a British car company. The best or nothing sounds very elitist, very imperialistic. I'm saying Bentley. Well, I'm going Bentley. Go first, I'm going Bentley. Who, who did? Uh, who? What did he say? I think he said Mercedes. Actually, I think he said Hugo. <laughs> he, he. I think he said Mercedes. I under think his you breath. said Hugo, and then he went. <laughs> Hugo. Uh, you think it's, it's? I think it's Bentley. Lawrence said Mercedes. Chris said Bentley. Yeah, it's Mercedes. Oh, no. You know what? I think I'm the one that said Mercedes now that I remember. <laughs> I'm going to give Lawrence a point there. He's all lonely, doesn't have any points. All right. All now right. he does. He has one now. I'm, like, fact-checking this again. Good job, Lawrence. You got a point. It was uh, Mercedes. Mercedes. The best or said, nothing. Right? You said Which Mercedes. Which is kind of a, oh, okay. a <laughs> snobby Two more, two more. Logo. We've got a chance for Slogan. both of you guys to redeem, redeem if Jared gets yes, I want to be redeemed. Okay. The power to surprise. Kia, Hyundai, or Proton? Who? What's the third one there? Crouton. Proton. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Crouton. <but>, uh, <laughs> Proton. Proton. Oh. Apparently it's a car. Ah, uh, Kia. The power to I, surprise. I don't know. I don't know why I'm going first, but I... What was... What, say, what are the three wrong. options again? Kia, Hyundai, or Proton? The power to surprise. The power to surprise. Kia! Kia! I'm going to go with Proton. What'd you say, Chris? Kia. It's Kia! Yes. Yay. Wild guesses are winning for Last me. one here. Absolutely no chance. You a said flock Kia of too, wild right? geese. Yeah. You said Kia. Had a too. lot of wild guesses, so it's yeah. a flock of wild geese. Here we go. Confidence in motion. Oh, Subaru, I've heard this. Mazda, or Chrysler? Subaru, Mazda, or Chrysler. Confidence in motion. Confidence in motion. L- Lincoln's not a choice, huh? <laughs> I like Mazda. Hmm. Mazda. Mm. Confidence in motion. Chrysler. Because they like to use the uh, alliteration. I'll say Chrysler, like, too. And you said, uh, what was that, Lawrence? Mazda. It's Subaru. None of you get it. Okay, Good so job. what was the final score there? Jared four. Hey, Chris two, Lawrence you know one. what? Your your theory works. So, and that is the quiz with Sebastian. <laughs> wow, that was the most chaotic part of the song when I turned no that. No kidding. Up. That was <laughs> perfect. Yeah, that's that was <laughs> that was not quite as uh, the ending I was hoping for. Thank you very much, Sebastian. <laughs> and going first definitely is like home field advantage. I think. Well, I just think you you get to make the choice. Um, like th- without anybody else's opinion in the matter. Yes, I think clear when I go first. Yep. Hmm. Yep. That's yeah, good, me too. Yeah. Me too. That's why I went bungee jumping first. We had a group of us, and I was like, if someone's gonna die by being the first, I'd rather be the one than watch. Not the one. watch somebody. Yikes. No, I yeah. just rather yeah. go. I just rather go. I'd rather just not. Go well, there was a high school all. student there. I would have rather her. You know, but 
she didn't want to go first. So I was like, well, I'll, I'll be the man. Well, there was another guy. He wanted to, I was like, no, I'll do it. I'll, uh, if someone's going to die, I'm, I might as well. <laughs> but then, you didn't. Then I don't have to walk all the way back down these stairs. Because they're not going to let you bungee anyway if the first person no, loses. Anyway, hey, uh, that's such a happy. <laughs> no, they're not going to hook up a... <laughs> another. They're not going to hook up another corn Next. at that point. No. <laughs> uh, okay, Lawrence. Uh, in all your uh, academic explorations, you're kind of the Indiana Jones of our campus. You, yeah, I guess during you the week that. you teach, and then on the weekends you go out on these archaeological adventures. You know, and, I really do. And. Uh, <laughs> It is the 27th of October, and you know everything there is to know about October, and particularly the 27th of October in history. Compared uh, to? Compared to, you know, the guy. National Weather Historic Station. Society. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the public they, television. They, they would know more, I think. Uh, they call you for advice before they do a documentary. Um, they really do. I know you're an expert on Ernest Shackleton's voyage uh, on the Sometimes. Lions of the Serengeti. And um, uh, water witching, yes. three kind of very specific things, very distinct, yeah, yeah. all related, <laughs> yep, all related, and uh, willing to be discovered. You're really good at uh, making uh, baked ziti, also. I've heard. Yes, yes. When when Lindsay lets me cook. Yep. Sometimes he's also a spelunker. He's a spelunker. Yes, a spelunker yes. in the map in the mammoth yep. caves of Kentucky. Yes, right. Great, Make sure you have a helmet on there. the ones here in Guam. Boy, the, yeah. those uh, stalagmites. stalagmites. His legend is growing. Yes, it, it is. is. It is. They're going to sign me up for those things, and I won't even fit in the, <laughs> the, the, the largest of uh, splunking <laughs> issues. <laughs> Alrighty. All right. So it's October 27th, and yeah. since you are an expert, might as well share, well, share the we wealth. We won't be lengthy Spread here, the love. But um, 1682, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, is founded by Englishman William Penn. No, it wasn't. It was. Okay, the reason yeah, why you even have the name Pennsylvania is because the name Penn is from William Penn. Mm-hmm. And William Sylvania Penn's Forest. Forest. Penn's Woods or Penn's Forest. I think we've talked about that up here. So, well, yeah. Uh, I didn't believe you when you first said that that's what Sylvania meant. Ah, okay. So, like, and then we talked about, I think it came off the discussion about Transylvania, that it was like the forest between that probably could Bulgaria be. and somewhere mm-hmm. else and Vlad Tepe's and all that stuff. So, yep. That's about okay. the discussion. It sounds like we have up here. Uh, 1867, Giuseppe Garibaldi marches on Rome for the second time. This guy uh, will be one of the unifiers of Italy before it became a country uh, back in the late 1800s. Uh, there's going to be a number of, of, I guess, a couple of gentlemen, three to be exact, that will all work to have a part in unifying Italy, whereas you have a man like Otto von Bismarck who united Germany pretty much all by himself with with his followers but he is one of the three men to unite uh, Italy and it didn't uh, go as smoothly Garibaldi. as Garibaldi. Yeah, uh, Giuseppe Garibaldi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 1871 Boss Tweed, William Macy Tweed, <sighs> Democratic le- Democratic leader of Tammany Hall, arrested after New York Times exposed his corruption. So Boss Tweed, um, not a not a real good positive business tycoon. Name. His name uh, rings in my brain from history class. Yeah. But I don't remember why. Okay. But yes. They, well, that's it good. could be he from exactly what he just said. Well, I don't know this. if there's could something be. else like, as far as who he is. Could be. Yeah. 1913, be. President Woodrow Wilson says U.S. will never attack another country. Whoops. <laughs> that didn't stay true for very long. Um, but 
you know, he was he was reelected on that slogan. You know, yep. he kept us out of war. But again, that didn't last long. Not when Germany was trying to give our southwest corner to Mexico in an exchange for an attack by the Mexican and the sinking of the Lusitania. It was it was too See, much. To say that's no what to. I mean. You do know stuff. Something. I mean, <laughs> I was totally making up all that stuff I said about you. But then you come back and surprise me. You actually do know a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's it's sometimes you're coherent. full of information. Full, full. I like hanging out with people that know a lot. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. we, can, we can set up a time. Yeah, so probably there's a listener right now saying, "Why did he stop calling me?" Well, maybe that's why. Yeah, you know, go back learn to more stuff. Get into <laughs> spelunking. Yes, spelunking. Just know look it up so and learn how to spell it. Yeah. Oh my, that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> sorry. Anyways, I, we always like to end on one positive thing. At least one. I, at least one. No. Can you can you make this uh, specifically related to the Franco-Prussian influence on American canned foods? Okay. In the post-industrialized era. I can probably look the at Midwest. some for that for next week. I don't know if I'll be able to find that uh, <laughs> this year. Um, but um, All right. you, you know, you have 2011. We'll just go with whatever you have. The then. World Series. Speaking okay, of World Series, work. that's at a great place right now. Tied one to one. Yep. Uh, great game yesterday. Went into the 11th inning, I believe, and um, and there was, I'm almost positive there was uh, seven extra inning runs scored, while only six were scored in regulation. Wow! So it was three to three going into the uh, 10th inning, and the final score was seven to six. So they wow. scored more in extra innings than they did, which is hard to do because it. You, you win by one run in the 10th, the right. game's over. Right, yeah. So scoring seven runs total together uh, is, again, that's that's not something. And you got the pitchers that can bring the heat in those extra innings. I mean, you got the guys well, that yeah, they bring in the never get scored on. You're hoping. So. But uh, sometimes those Think about the amount of the job. revenue that's generated when a game goes into extra innings. A lot. Um, the, the, the commercial revenue has to be... I mean, you know, revenue during a World Series is disproportionate to normal advertising revenue. Then you take extra innings. They weren't initially counting on that. So now you got people paying millions and millions, maybe billions of dollars for commercials for post, you know, like this. It wouldn't have aired. Now the question so now is, Coca-Cola is, plays this other $10 million ad. Do they add ads in by payment only for during extra innings, or do they just take the commercials that were already there for the post-broadcast and just play them in that slot. Well, they I'm sure they have a contractual agreement on how many times they show it. I mean, Chris has been in the biz a lot longer than me. Like, I've not actually ever been but in like the biz. But, like, if a but... game goes into overtime, do they replace, like, at 11.02, yep. a commercial that was going to run right. during post-game interviews. Guarantee. Now is during prime time. Right. Guarantee. They'll play, they'll the, they'll play the Coca-Cola ad over Joe's Tire and Lube 100% of the time. Because that's, I mean, that's where the money is. Not right? necessarily true. Really? Because really? The, there are something called local avails. Yeah. And the local right. avails on Guam, they've got an inventory that they have to run during those local avails. Because they're contractually obligated and to the yes, local, local advertiser. Exactly right. So wow. uh, the national commercials, uh, they probably have some inventory that they can run right. in like an overage. Right. Uh, type situation. That's what I'm saying. Because you went from being in a thirty dollars yeah. slot to being in a four thousand dollars slot. Right. That's an abbreviation. I should say you went being a thirty thousand dollars slot yeah. to a million dollars yep. slot, yep. pretty much. Yeah. And 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 only because there's innings. I'm guessing there's they'll trump that 
by putting in the ones that should be at that time? I yeah. don't know, though. That's an interesting question. Yeah, somebody was telling me here that um, uh, why are all these local commercials here during this? They never had that in my where I lived or where I grew up. And I said, that's because in those local avails, sometimes the local area runs national commercials. This is really inside baseball now. But, right, yeah. But what I'm saying We is, like that. Yeah. So yeah, but sometimes, just take the Super Bowl, for example. Yes. 30, uh, 75% of the commercials will be Guam local commercials. Right. Pacific, not yeah, the, things like that, right. Not yes. the national And Dorito so if you're in, let's say you're in Cincinnati, maybe the station in Cincinnati has contracted with some national, um, you know, they're probably part of a big conglomerate right. that airs national commercials during their local avails. That's why you don't see any nationals, you know, that's why you don't see any local commercials during those local avails mm. because they've they've gone to a higher bidder the national commercials. So it can sound really it can look really strange to you that during the the Super Bowl there are local commercials, but it's not really strange. It's just that national commercials were running in the local avails in certain markets. Mm. Harvest ran a few commercials during it was, it was years ago. We ran a commercial during the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. it, but it just happened to fit into our package of what we were already yeah. doing. I don't think we paid anything extra for it. It just kind of slid in there. It was a, a school enrollment yep, uh, video. That. So, yeah. yeah. Produced by the KHMG staff, might nice. I add. So, so uh, Lawrence, so that's happening. That conversation just happened on October 27th. It did. It, did. it went a lot so, longer than I thought. Way. No, it's it's fine. You know, our listeners just love us talking about random things. That <laughs> really? Just ramble on and commercial on. spots. That yes. The kids are in the car <laughs> saying, Mommy, don't, let it, don't get out of the car yeah. yet. I want to hear the rest of this conversation about local avails. There's yep. somebody also correcting us. They're like, no, that's not how it works on Guam. Yep. Hey, and that's probably true. What, I, whatever keeps them on some, the air, honestly, if, if people will just stay listening, that's all I care about. Sure. Right. And, and yep. let, let them correct I, away. I'm not, sure, fact, I'm not sure that's all I care about. <laughs> but yeah. anyway. Well, you know, like I said at the beginning of the show, I mean, they could fire me. Uh, but we we do actually appreciate the feedback from our listeners. They can go to our Facebook page and let us know that they're listening. Harvest Family Radio. Just look for Harvest Family Radio Guam on Facebook. Give us a thumbs up. Follow us. Then you'll, you'll be able to give us feedback on some of these topics. And plus, you'll be able to give us suggestions for future topics. Lawrence, hope you have a great basketball game tonight. Yeah, there's a basketball game and then there's the concert. Uh, first concert That's of the right. year. That's it's right. It's over there in the FLC. Uh, no, it's in the auditorium. Uh, with orchestra and band, it'll be a great concert. Well, I Excited. hope your score tonight yes. is in double digits for both teams. Yeah, it, it should be. Okay, all right, great. I have great confidence. Oh, <laughs> good. You're an optimist. All right, and Sebastian, thank you very much for preparing the quiz. And I'm going to be talking about defunct auto manufacturers here in just a little bit, so you kind of primed me for that. And Chris, thanks for hanging around as well. We're going to take a short break. Listeners, don't go anywhere. If you ever miss part of the show, by the way, noon to 2, Saturday, 7 to 9 p.m. Sunday night, you can listen right here on 88.1 FM, or you can go to our live stream on khmg.org. Download the podcast after the show's over, and uh, follow us on Facebook. We'll update Facebook when the podcast is available. So we'd love to hear from you any way we can and have interaction with you. We love it when we know that we have people out there downloading and listening to our programming. My name's Jared Baldwin, episode 237. 4.28 p.m. on Friday, October 27th. Going to take a short break. When we come back, a little stranger than fiction. And a little accidents may happen. Inventions discovered by mistake. So stick around more live till 5 after this.
And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin, 4.31 p.m. on Friday, October 27th. Glad to have you with us. Thanks for tuning in and spending a little bit of your time with us. Maybe you're driving around in your car right now, picking the kids up from school, running some errands on your way home for the weekend. Be safe. No texting and driving. No yelling at the kids or each other. Just enjoy the ride. Hopefully we can keep you mildly entertained and informed as you do your commute. Some of you might be on your way to work or uh, sitting at your desk still listening on the computer. However you're listening to us, wherever you're listening to us, we're glad you're with us today. One to mention, since our theme today are cars and car repair, I just wanted to read you a list of all the car manufacturers that that used to be legitimate car companies that do not exist anymore. And this is from a list of recent dead, defunct, and bankrupt car companies. Now, in this article here, it mentions uh, which car company, it asks the question, which car company is the biggest failure? Well, that'd be a good debate, but one of the more notables would be the Edsel. Ford invested heavily in the manufacturing and marketing of this dead car business, which was immediately rejected by the public in terms of being too expensive and rather unattractive, particularly the grill. If you've ever seen an Edsel, I get what they're saying. So here you go. Defunct car companies just since 1960. So last 50, 60 years. American Motors Company, AMC. Apollo. Aptera. Autoet. Brickland. Checker. City Car. Corbin, Dale, DeLorean. Remember the DeLorean, the gull wing door, stainless steel sports car? DeSoto, Dovell, Eagle. I remember Eagles uh, when I was a kid. People still had the Eagle station wagon. It was like a four-wheel drive station wagon. Edsel, Electric Car, Eshelman, Fiberfab, Fisker, Frazen, Gaslight, Geo, Henny, Hummer, Imperial International Harvester. Yes, they had they were actually in existence from 1907 to 1975 in the states you can still find International Harvester pickup trucks. King Midget, Mercury, New Clea, Oldsmobile. It's kind of sad when you read Oldsmobile, Plymouth, Pontiac that they're all gone. Powell, Rambler, REO or Rio, Saab, Saturn, Studebaker, Stutz. Stutz was the car that when I was a kid and you collected matchbox cars, the the Stutz stunt car, I think it was called. Chris, did you do matchbox cars when you were a kid? And do you know what I'm talking about? The Stutz, the little yes. Stutz car? A Stutz Bearcat. Stutz is Bearcat. What it was called. And that was yes. the one I never wanted because it was the same shape as my grandma's car, my grandma's Oldsmobile. It was kind of this big sedan type car, but apparently it was a, a real muscle car. But uh, they went out of business. Uh, Stutz what went out of business in 1987. The Stutz Bearcat. The Stutz Bearcat. You'd wow. think that would be a big deal. Uh, let's see. Vector, White, and Willys. Willys was in, in business 1916 to 1918, 1930 to 1942. That's why there's a bunch of Willys Jeeps, the World oh, War II era Jeeps, or yeah. Willys. And 1953 to 1963, I believe, during the Korean War era. So there are a lot of Shortly after the Korean War, I believe, early days of the Vietnam era. Okay, so a lot of car businesses went out of business. And as I mentioned earlier, my 
first car was the Ford Maverick. They stopped making that in 1977. I had the 1976 model, paid $300 for it. It had a straight six engine, automatic. Uh, it was um, a certain color of blue. I'm trying to remember what they call it here. I think it was either called, uh, let's see, they had all these cool names. Like, so Ford, sometimes they really struck gold with some of their creativity, and sometimes they didn't. But here are some of the names, the styling uh, names that they had um, for some of the, the colors. They had uh, anti-establishment was one of the colors. Established mint. It was green, minty, yeah. right? Got it. Hula blue, original cinnamon, uh, Freudian gilt. I think that was the mustard-colored one. Thanks, vermilion. That was a green-colored one. And then uh, they had a bunch of kind of more boring names like Black Jade. That was a dark green. Champagne Gold. Um, Gulf Stream Aqua, which I think was the color I had, Gulf Stream Aqua. Meadowlark Yellow. Uh, my neighbor had a Meadowlark Yellow one. It looked like Lemon Meringue. Uh, Brittany Blue. Lime Gold. Dresden Blue. That was the light blue one, I believe. Raven Black. Wimbledon White. And Candy Apple Red. Well, I, I wish I still had that car. What about Sky Blue Pink? Sky Blue Pink. Have you ever heard of that? No. Oh yeah, the color sky blue pink. Sky blue pink. Yeah, that sounds. That's. I wondered if that was the color of a car. It it might have been. It might have been. Maybe I'll Google it. So you have some news for us today, Chris. Yes, a lot happening in the world. I mean, a lot happening in the world. There is a lot happening in the world. We were talking before the show started about the some of the complexities of some of the geopolitical. Um, changes that are happening right now and there's a lot of things that are in flux and we're not going to talk about so many of them today i'm going to start with a business story and that is that amazon.com inc on thursday said its sales surged over the summer and profit trounced expectations as shoppers jumped at prime day promotions on its website and bought groceries in its newly acquired chain whole foods market Amazon is winning business from older big box rivals by delivering virtually any product to customers at a low cost and at times faster than it takes to buy the goods from a physical store. It acquired Whole Foods, we mentioned it here on the show, uh, for $13.7 billion in August to help deliver its groceries to shoppers' doorsteps. Now, Amazon's results defied expectations that it would invest nearly all of its earnings into new areas as it has in the past. But the world's largest online retailer said net income rose $256 million, or 52 cents per share, in the quarter that ended on September 30th. Analysts on average were only expecting about 3 cents per share. So a huge, huge business success for Amazon in the purchase of that Whole Foods. And since we mentioned wow. it on the show back when that happened, I thought I'd follow up on that. Did you know Aldi's owns Trader Joe's? Did not know that. Yeah, I just found that. I was watching a little documentary about Aldi's. And right. It was one of those kind of behind-the-scenes look at Aldi's. And they said one of the most biggest things that people don't know about Aldi's is that they own Trader Joe's. And Trader Joe's is basically like an upscale version of Aldi's. Right. It was like, huh. Well, I like both places. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Well, in news that we also mentioned periodically, the United States on Thursday imposed sanctions 
on seven North Korean individuals and three entities for flagrant human rights abuses, including killings, torture, forced labor, and the hunting down of asylum seekers abroad. Now, among those sanctioned were the director and the deputy director of the Military Security Command, the first vice minister of the Ministry of the People's Security, and the labor minister, North Korea's consul general in Shenyang, China, and a diplomat at its embassy in Vietnam were also sanctioned. And in a related story, U.S. Defense Secretary Jim Mattis flew into Seoul on Friday for annual defense talks as tensions with North Korea climb ahead of a visit to the region next month by President Trump. Now, Mattis emphasized diplomatic efforts to find a peaceful solution to the crisis during his week-long trip to Asia. Even before landing in Seoul, Mattis held a meeting in the Philippines on Monday with his South Korea and Japanese counterparts where they agreed to keep bolstering intelligence sharing about North Korea and to enhance their military exercises. And I mention that because of one of the things we're doing at church, um, helping out with some uh, a project um, for uh, raising money for radios to be sent into North Korea. And that's not something that we're, we're participating in as far as the uh, the actual delivery of the radios, nobody really knows how that works. That's not something that's uh, public. But as far as getting the gospel into North Korea, uh, that's something that is very public that's happening via the radio waves, which can't be stopped. But the radio receivers on the other end are something that North Korea uh, is uh, obviously uh, frowns upon. Yep. So it was uh, interesting how when you and I were able to go down to Transworld Radio and we asked about um, the blocking. Someone asked about the blocking of radio signals, and they said that in North Korea, unlike other nations, because they're so poor, they can't afford the power it would take to block large areas from receiving radio signals. They might be able to do something locally for a short period of time, but they can't maintain that type of blocking. And then they said the the angle that the shortwave signal comes in is so steep, it's much harder to block that as well. Right. So I thought that was that was pretty neat how God is using uh, broadcasts from Guam into North Korea. That's how we got involved to begin with. Right. Yeah, so it's uh, there's a lot of things that are negative happening in that part of the world, but the gospel continues to go out, and so we're thankful for those opportunities as well. Amen. I'm going to talk a little bit more about North Korea at the end of the show because I have some, a recent article came out in uh, Fox News, uh, a guy that defected, a man defected, a believer defected from North Korea and sought asylum in the United States, and he's telling his story. It's pretty horrific. I'm going to just share a little bit of that and give you some stats on North Korea to get people burdened about North Korea. The underground church there is, is, is uh in existence, we don't know if it's thriving or we know it's suffering. Right. Um, so I'd like to mention that towards the end of the show. But Chris, yep. what are you doing this weekend, by the way? Well, I'm not sure about this weekend. Uh, we have, um, I think, I think there's nothing major on the schedule. So I think I might do some photography with that yeah. in mind. And you got your 360 so project still going on, I'm, right? I'm, today is is photo number 300. 300. So wow. only got 65 days left 
in the project. But uh, but yeah, it's gotten. Uh, it's. Uh, I'm thankful I made it this far without missing a day. Yeah, to be really. honest, that's that's the way I'm thinking about it. Sure, 300 days in a row with a photo that's, you know, uh, that takes some decent effort. Yeah. to put into it. So yeah, because you it take the through. picture, you do. You have to pick the best one. You edit. You yep. Take you know. it and edit it on that day, and no cheating. You can't can't be one you took yesterday afternoon. Right, right, it right. Has to be on that day. That's 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 why you get the creative benefit out of it. Right, is the guidelines are what a lot of young people who do creative work don't understand. They think they need more freedom, but actually, better creative work is done within a certain framework yeah. within guidelines under pressure sure. under pressure because that's when the that's when the really good work gets done i mean there's a there's an idiom that says you know um that what's the mother of invention what uh necessity forget? necessity is the mother of invention sorry i forgot the yeah idiom. no it's all right but that's kind of the way it is with creative i totally believe that i totally because, believe that because when the pressure's on that's when you get creative yeah so so that's so three hundred. That's that's pretty good. So I'm that's glad awesome. That's I have awesome. To do some more this week. Get so over you still have to plan out a picture for this evening. You already know what you're going to take. Well, I already I took some pictures earlier at my daughter's um, festival. What do they call that? It's a fall fantastic. Oh, the, is she six sixth grader? She's in sixth grade. Oh yeah, Josh Taylor in the fall fantastic. Yeah. I don't know if any of those are going to work yet. I tried to get some action going on, mm-hmm. um, but. I don't. I'm not sure. I looked at the photos earlier, and I thought, eh, I don't know if that's going to work. So yeah, Fridays are difficult though because it. I, I go late here. You're here kind of late. So I'm yeah, after. Sure. It's I'm after dark. But, you start so. taking a picture of like your own foot or, you know, hopefully <laughs> whatever. <not>. Yeah. <laughs> well, Chris, uh, yeah. I hope you get some great shots this weekend, and uh, it's going to be cool to see the end result of your 360 project. Will you publish the whole thing in like one giant photo album? What I'm doing is I publish it on um, on Instagram, and mm-hmm. then every week I do a seven day wrap up okay. of the week ahead. So that's just for my Facebook friends. But uh, it'd be cool if you but, take all 360 and put it in one yeah, super fast slideshow where it's like maybe two or three a second, yeah. where it just flips through them all. Because I think that'd be really neat to be able to see the progression of. I should all the do something with them. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, I'm just giving you something more to have to be creative about. Sorry, but. <laughs> All right. Well, have yep. a great weekend, and uh, uh, listeners, stick around. we got a little more live till 5. I have about 14 minutes left. It's 4.46 in the afternoon on this Friday, October 27th. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. This is episode 237. I'm going to talk a little more about North Korea here in a minute, plus just a little more about automotive stuff since our theme today is car and car repair. So stick around. More live till 5 after this short break. with a little more live till five a little shout out to Devin Taylor who's recovering still from his foot surgery if he's listening right now want to encourage him to get well soon he'll be able to do a layup in no time after that foot surgery be able to come up here and 
dance a jig if he would like, uh, because he'll he'll be able to run and jump and play. Right now, he's just got to sit at home and uh, heal up, and maybe we'll try and get him some Panda Express soon. But uh, glad that his surgery went well. And before I get any farther in the show, I do want to at least touch on this new segment. We've kind of figuring out how to fit it into the the big picture of what we're doing here, but it's a segment called Accidents May Happen by a book of the same name. 50 Inventions Discovered by Mistake, Charlotte Foltz-Jones. Illustrated by John O'Brien, this book was provided to us by Helen, an avid listener, and uh, someone that's participated in our show before. Here you go. Something that was invented by accident or discovered by accident. 1894, Dr. John Harvey Kellogg was superintendent of a famous hospital and health spa in Battle Creek, Michigan. Yeah, you can see where this is going. His younger brother, Will Keith Kellogg, was a businessman. The hospital stressed healthful living and kept its patients on a diet that eliminated caffeine, meat, alcohol, and tobacco. The brothers invented many foods that were made from grains, including a coffee substitute and a type of granola, which they forced through rollers and rolled into long sheets of dough. One day, after cooking some of the wheat, the men were called away. When they finally returned, the wheat had become stale. They decided to force the tempered grain through the rollers anyway. Surprisingly, the grain did not come out in long sheets of dough. Instead, the wheat wheat berry was flattened and came out as a thin flake. The brothers baked the flakes and were delighted with their new invention. They realized that they discovered a new and delicious cereal. But they had no way of knowing that they had actually invented a whole new industry. Will Keith Kellogg eventually opened his own cereal business, and its most famous product still today is Kellogg's Corn Flakes. There you go. So that was one of the inventions discovered by accident. Very interesting. Thank you very much. That little tidbit's taken the place of our idioms because we ran out of them. So listeners, if you ever wanted to participate in the show by submitting either stories or suggestions or content, go to our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Follow us. Just click the little little button there to follow us. And then send us a private message. Let us know what you think of the show. Give us some suggestions. You can also email us through our website, khmg.org. You can email us there. You can read about different things that are happening here at the studio. And you can download podcasts of this show and many other great shows, including but not limited to Building Great Leaders with Dr. Les Olala, Living Redemptively with Dr. Douglas McLaughlin, Harvest Time, which is uh, a lot of times our own pastors preaching here. Pastor Marty Heron is the primary person on that. Um, uh, Heart of Harvest, that's the preaching one. Harvest Time is an interview program. Heart of Harvest is a preaching one that's been preached here by our own pastors. Then we have Harvest Echoes, which are old messages that were preached here by other preachers, really good messages that if we don't play them in that venue, you might never get to hear them. So we want to have those out there and... uh, then, of course, we take one of our programs, uh, Heart of Harvest, and we send that to Asia through Transworld Radio and broadcast to millions, potentially millions of people in Asia. So we appreciate you. Wanted to also just throw out a quick reminder to go by Faith Bookstore Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. They have a kids' coloring contest that the prizes are pretty, pretty great. So if you have a, a child, and you're looking for something fun to do, go by Faith Bookstore and check them out. Make sure you say hi to Jason. He was on the show with us a little earlier. Now, I read this very troubling article on Fox News. just came out this week. North Korean defector describes a life of hell for Christians. And uh, I'll just read you the little bit here. 
North Korea, um, uh, Choi Kwang Hyuk is one of the lucky ones. The 55-year-old managed to escape from the work camp where he was sent after being targeted and persecuted by the government for his Christian faith. He said, we couldn't raise our voices during the service. We couldn't sing out loud during worship. That was hard, Choi told Fox News through a translator. Also, we had to hide so that other people could not see us. Despite having to hide his faith in plain sight while living in North uh, Hamyong province, Choi was still compelled to bring religion to others while he started an underground church. There were about nine people, he said. I couldn't do mission work because we had to keep it secret uh, that we had a church. If that information leaked, we could face the death penalty. And basically, it goes on to tell about his, his experience in the atheist repressive regime of North Korea. And uh, he said at the end, this is his final quote, he says, The life in North Korea is hell. Life in America is heaven. And although it's not actually heaven, just relative to how bad it is in North Korea, particularly for Christians, it's amazing that we have the privileges that we do. Let me just remind you of what North Korea is like. This is from Voice of the Martyrs. Their uh, 2017 global report on where Christians are persecuted today. Here's their little bio of North Korea. It's a restricted nation. Major religions, Juke, 99.5% Christian, 1.5%. Prevalent ideology, Juke and communism. Leader, Kim Jong-un. Description, North Korea remains one of the most oppressive regimes in the world and is among the worst violators of human rights. Life for Christians, the state of religion, the state religion is juke, requiring absolute obedience to the Kim family. Those who engage in Christian activities are subject to arrest, torture, imprisonment, and sometimes execution. Those sent to labor camps are forced to work long hours with little food, water, or rest. Though the country boasts of its churches, they are used mainly for propaganda purposes. And then Voice of the Martyr has a balloon launch of gospel tracts and Bibles, where gospel radio broadcast, also uh, gospel radio broadcast going to North Korea. We're part of that. We also support training programs, et cetera, et cetera. So they, they help reintegrate defectors and things like that. Harvest right now is involved with Transworld Radios doing a project to send, they want to get, I believe, 10,000 receivers, radio receivers, into North Korea so that people can worship, hear good Bible teaching and preaching and they have to do this in secret. They bury the radios under rocks in their yards. They don't let anyone know they have them. When they have their little worship service, they meet in an inner room. They can't sing out loud. They have to just mouth the words. They have to pray by whispering. They listen to a radio broadcast with, with Bible preaching and teaching. And that is all they have. And so, Harvest, we're really privileged. Just All we're doing is passing through money onto Transworld Radio's project. But $26 a radio... You can give to that. You can come to Harvest, put it in the offering plate. You can give it to one of us here at the radio station. We're trying to collect enough to send 100 radios, such a small part of the project. We're trying to send 100 radios into North Korea. So the broadcasts that are emitting from Marizo, Guam, from the transmitter station here on Guam, uh, we want to see that signal getting into more and more homes in North Korea. And by doing it, we are putting them at risk. I mean, in all actuality, by them receiving a radio and tuning in to a Christian broadcast, they are being put at risk. However, they need the encouragement of God's Word. They need that Bible teaching and preaching. They need to know about the hope they can find in Christ. 
And so we're part of that project. If you ever want to give, $26 buys a radio that goes into North Korea. We're just passing the money on through, and we're trying to raise as much as we possibly can. We're going to stop that collection pretty much this next week. So if you're interested in giving, just get a hold of us through our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam, or our website, khmg.org. Let us know you're interested. We can find a way to uh, get your gift into that project so that we can get as many radios into North Korea as possible. Wow. Those two hours went by fast. It's already 5 o'clock on Friday, October 27th. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. Episode 237. Had a great show, great guests, great friends. We hope that it was an encouragement to you and a blessing. Again, if you missed part of the show, noon to 2 Saturdays, 7 and 9 p.m. Sunday nights. You can catch us on The Rebound on 88.1 FM. You are listening to us on KHMG, 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. Have a great weekend.